Hello and welcome back. My name is Luke and you're listening to another episode of the Next Stage podcast by Web Summit, taking you inside the minds of business and cultural leaders from around the world. It's Wednesday, and every Wednesday we're looking at some of the best and brightest minds that Web Summit has to offer. So sit back, relax, and listen in as we hear from the leading minds and industry giants from all over the planet. What is conservatism? It's a good question. Uh, I would have had a not too difficult a time giving an answer in 2015, I think. I would have said it politically, it was the legacy of Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher in the, in the Anglo-American world, and many others like them, actually, around the world. Free markets, uh, anti-communism, anti-excessive big government, uh, anti-authoritarianism of the right and the left, actually. Premium on personal liberty and responsibility respect for tradition and for customs, but also a a reform tradition uh, that conservatives have, going back to Edmund Burke, who was a Whig, not a Tory, who was a reformer, as well as a traditionalist. Uh, So respect for traditions, but not uh, bound by them excessively, and a willingness to change traditions when they're unjust or or oppressive. Um, uh, I think conservatives had a respect for the liberal tradition back in the Thatcher-Reagan days. A lot of what we conservatives were conserving with the achievements of liberal democracy, the achievements of a liberal world order since 1945, um, liberal education, respectful liberal education. So conservatives were liberal in, in many ways and, and uh, understood that always about themselves. Uh, today in 2020, conservatism, I think today in 2020, I think that conservatism is fully defensible. I think it's the right path for, for us in the US and for other countries around the world. Um, but is it the dominant form of conservatism now in the United States? I don't think one could honestly say yes. I don't think one can say no definitively either. But Donald Trump's ascendancy in the Republican Party uh, since 2016, and of course as president of the United States for four years, and the ascendancy of a kind of nationalist populism around the world in many uh, conservative parties or as third and fourth party movements challenging the established conservative parties, has really challenged that old-fashioned, older conservatism. Um, And it is very much an open question going forward, which kind of conservatism, or maybe some combination of them, uh, dominates. And there are ways to combine, and there are ways to modify, and no one should be too dogmatic about this exact form of free market conservatism is necessarily better than a few restrictions on trade, or that you can't have reasonable disputes about what best preserves the liberal world order or which traditions are worth conserving. That's all part of the conservative tradition, having lots of debates, healthy debate within that tradition. What isn't really part of the healthy, I'd say, conservative tradition is foreclosing debate, is, uh, is, is demanding uh, unthinking obedience to whoever the conservative leader of the moment is. Conservative parties, conservative intellectuals have famously been argumentative, actually, and that's a good thing. But Trump and Trumpism here in the U.S. do not like dissent. They do not like arguments. They want obedience. They want to have a certain stamp of this is what patriotism is and this is nationalism. And if you're not on board totally, you're at best marginalized and at worst denounced uh, as a kind of traitor almost. Um, that really is, is a very different conservatism. So the populist, and again, the populist side of Trumpism, I should say a word about, because that's so strong around the world, uh, having respect for the people, having respect for the common sense of the common people, 
having a distrust for intellectuals and their theories and for social planners, that's a strong strain in conservatism, both libertarian conservatism and traditionalist conservatism. Uh, but treating the public will as if it's sacrosanct and the public can never be wrong and appealing to the people's prejudices and anxieties and sometimes bigotries instead of trying to find what's sound, what's right, what's admirable among the common people and to elevate that and to also educate people though about what, what's wrong, what needs to be changed. And that's the traditional conservatism, but that's not Trumpist conservatism. So, uh, you know, someone like me, I, I, I would like there to be a viable conservatism going forward, but if conservatism means a kind of nationalist populism that's mean-spirited, hostile to foreigners, nativist, uh, authoritarian, tending, hostile to free debate, um, mean-spirited, uh, kind of elevating cruelty almost as a, as a virtue, that's not a conservatism I want to be part of. I wish I could say that I'm confident that's not going to be the conservatism of the next uh, few years, but I think it's very much an open question in the United States and around the world. Thanks for listening. And if you want to hear more about these topics firsthand, or you want to let us know what you want to hear, be sure to check us out on any of our social media accounts or visit websummit.com. That's websummit.com.